Everyone thinks they want the content the customer probably buys because of the content. My goal is to get them to the right product as soon as possible and not mess them around. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, episode 47. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. I mean, isn't it the absolute dream to have a tribe of people who are going to pay you every single month? Like every month, it's like they're just buying a whole bunch of new stuff and you don't have to do anything in order to make that bit happen. Well, the only problem with selling new products every single month is that you have to sell them a new product the next month and invent something new to sell them every month. With a membership program, you don't have to do that. Exactly. Hello, this is Rob and Kennedy. Hello. From Response Suite. We're really pleased to be here. We're back for another episode. Thank you for all the lovely feedback and all the lovely words you've been saying about the podcast. We'll get on to reading out some of those reviews in just a few moments' time from the old iTunes machine. Mm. Rob, we've been really busy here, haven't we? We have. Yes, indeed. We have just ruled out uh, a couple weeks ago one of the biggest and most exciting pieces of work that we have ever done at response suite it's probably the biggest facelift we've ever given response suite since the beginning it's probably the biggest feature mm. enhancement we're going to stop teasing you you're now able to run scoring and like quizzes and tests and stuff using response suite so now you can do some really advanced stuff stuff with scoring that we've never seen anyone able to do on any other platform in the world which in its own right sounds super exciting but actually you know because we've been in it there's actually a whole bunch more stuff that we've unpacked as part of that like you can now build thank you pages directly inside response suite and it's you can make it so that when works. somebody completes a survey you can show them a different message on the screen depending on what they said or you can take them to your own thank you page or you can build like rob said build a thank you page right in response suite and take them to different thank you pages depending on their answers and their scores these days super super exciting but we're not here to talk about that particularly you no, know no. I mean, we're obviously embroiled in it and we're, we're totally involved in it and excited about it but we're here to talk about today's guest. Mm, James Schramko. James is somebody I've followed for a really, really long time over at Superfast Business and uh, really, really like his style because so, it's so chilled, everything's so relaxed and his accent's cool as well. Yes, uh, but everything's, everything's so chilled and so relaxed and it's, uh, yeah, he's got a really great approach to it and just really honest, really ethical, made a lot of money. He has. And what he's been really good at refining is or rather than trying to find more stuff to add into his business that's going to work, it's almost like he's had the opposite approach. It's almost like making his business like leaner. Does that make sense? Like yeah. he's sort of been taking things out, hasn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, like but delivering great value. Delivering more value by sort of doing less stuff and really simplifying stuff. So if you ever thought about running a membership program or a coaching program or something like that, then this is a really great episode for you. What you're thinking about doing? I think if you currently have a membership site, there'll yeah. be some real takeaways from this. If you're thinking about doing one, just pause for a second until you listen to it. I'll tell you what, I wish I had heard what he has to share before I set up my membership program. Because what I've realized is I deliver so much stuff and actually giving people too much stuff can be one of the reasons that they find it challenging to actually implement all that stuff. Indeed, yeah. Before we do get into this week's interview with James, I want to have a massive shout out to Magician on a Mission. Hello. Very cool. Thank you for what, what's a, what's a really a very nice, cool username. Very cool username on over on iTunes who said the following. Let me just crane my neck into what he said. Every episode that just gets better and better. Some really game changing ideas. Excellent guests. Highly recommended. Thank you very much, Magician on a Mission, for leaving us that lovely review over on iTunes. If you haven't already, make sure you do pop over to iTunes, leave us a review, get all the stars filled in, and we give you a name check in a forthcoming episode. We've made it that easy. Just go to responsesweet.com slash iTunes, and you can go ahead and do just that. So before we get into the next bit, I want to go over to the all-important and personally my favorite 
Rob's quote of the week. Yes, indeed, because as they say, a virgin's feet are more than a waking man's fruit bowl. Just have a moment to think about that. So true. And just inspiring can really set you up for the day, can't it? Really can. Now, if you are any kind of high ticket co- coach or consultant, or you're thinking about running some kind of coaching program, you'll want to make sure that you have a, an application form that actually gets all the right information, asks it in the right way that more people complete that application form. And of course, you can do something with that information. We've made all of that easy. We've pulled the science out of it and we're sharing it with you completely for free. Just go over to perfectapplicationform.com and download it right now. It's totally free and I think you'll get absolutely loads of value out of it. So without further ado, there's tons of great value in this episode as ever. So let's dive in and have a chat to Mr. James Shramko. James, welcome to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. It's uh, great to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, we want to talk about membership, something you've been doing for a really long time and know a ton of uh, stuff about. And everyone kind of has a different approach to it. So we're really intrigued to find out what it is that you are doing in your membership. So let's talk about this. First of all, where kind of in the business do you position membership or a continuity offer? Is it something that you mostly kind of sell cold on the front end? Or is it something that you kind of warm customers up with maybe one-time products first and then eventually sell membership? Where does it fit into your business? That's a really good question, actually. Uh, tells me that you know something about it because it's really hard to sell membership straight up. Mm. And you can surrogate that front-end product if you have a warm traffic source. So I don't think it's a coincidence that I've been running my membership site for 10 years and I've been podcasting for 10 years because I think podcasts are a great conversion tool. So they can take the place of that front-end product. You get to build the relationship for so long, people will end up giving it a try. But if you are selling one-time products, I've found the most effective one-time product to sell a membership from the back of is a live event because you get an in-person contact, you get a high-ticket qualified buyer, and then you can make the membership part of the deliverable and a way to continue the journey because I don't like the idea of that one product is going to solve a hell of a lot for a customer. I mean, there might be instances where that's the case. However, uh, most things in most professions, there's ongoing education. And I've positioned most of my business as a lifetime customer sort of scenario where we have a long-term relationship. Mm. Okay. So if, if, that's, if that's the way you do it, just go back to that. So how you actually make the offer, because there's a couple of different models that I know we've used in various guys. There's one of the popular ones that I've had success with is doing what I think it was old Dan Kennedy said, which was, uh, which was called the mother of all offers, where you basically say, it's X a month, but if you join right now, I'm going to give you an absolute crap ton of extra bonuses to basically pull them over that threshold or um, have you found it to be more successful to do a hey you buy the year in advance for one upfront payment like what's a really compelling offer that works really well in terms of selling people into that membership i think the same people who talk about bonus stacking for offers the same people who quote three months as a retention statistic (laughs) yeah the last thing people need especially now is more crap Right. Uh, so, like, my job, the way I see it is to remove stuff from people. Like, what is the least amount of things that they would have to do or watch to be able to get a fantastic result? So, more of a minimalist approach there. I do have, uh, for both my programs, it's basically a high program and a low program. They are both sold on a monthly basis, and the 
lower program, you can also take an annual option. And I've tried so many variations. In the last 10 years, I've done it all. I really have. I've sold annual only. I've had six months. I've had quarterly. I've had monthly. I've had buy a product, get get uh, recurring on the back end, like a minimum $200 start. I've had grandfathered rates at low rates that increment $10 every single month for six months to lock people in on a loyalty rate with founders rates. Hmm. Uh, but these days, monthly and an annual option works really well for me. And they get everything when they join. There's no drip. And I'm not featuring all the stuff. Here's the funny thing. It's actually the opposite of what you just said. I segment people when they're coming in the front door. And whatever it is they're interested in, I focus on only that. And then I remove everything else that I've got that I could talk about that would overwhelm them and paralyze them. I don't mention that stuff. And they then get offered the most relevant path for their challenge that, that they're having. And when they join, even the onboarding induction process is specifically tailored to their challenge. And I don't talk about or mention the other things. So I'm actually only using a fraction of the available resources to help people decide to come on board and to actually help them get a result. Because for me, that is all that matters. Because if you can get a result for a client, that is retention. And retention is the name of the game when it comes to memberships. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you speak, you're preaching the converted over here because it, with our mem- with my membership program, for example, the number one reason people used to tell me they were were leaving membership and my, my retention's on average about 18, 18 months. I haven't been running it for that long, but it's uh, for too long anyway, but 18 months is my average. And the reason they say they're leaving is because of overwhelm and too much stuff. And it's absolutely amazing that, you know, just just really streamlining and taking stuff away. But in terms of you, you give them that custom path, obviously here at Response, we are massive fans of asking people what they really want help with, how you can help them and leading them down that path. I assume that within the membership site or however it is you're delivering that, the, all the other stuff's still available, but you're just pushing them down almost like a guided path. Is that right? That is correct. So the onboarding material will have suggested tracks that relate to the challenge they're having. And also there's a big differentiation between asking people what they want or need versus us and where they're stuck because often they don't know the solution and um, yeah, if you do that right you will keep them just focused on what they need right now and of course later on they can find the other things so people go on this wonderful path of discovery because my membership's been around a little longer mm-hmm. um, the current version that i'm housing my membership in has been going for about six years now Okay. And our average retention is 38 months. But there's a lot of hidden gold in there, in them hills, you know, <laughs> to go and dig out. This is really cool. Obviously, yeah, so when somebody joins, they're going to be asked what, they, what their kind of biggest challenges are. They're going to ask what they want. They're going to be guided down that path to get all of that content. And of course, if they dig around far enough, they'll find all the other stuff as well. In terms of ongoing content then, how do you do that? Are you creating new stuff all the time? I know you said you don't drip stuff, so I'm guessing not. But are you creating new stuff all the time? Are you just updating the stuff that's there? Because basically, there's a lot of different models in terms of content creation for membership. Some people want to do it like a magazine and create new modules every month. So what's your favorite process? How much stuff? How often? And I guess the big question here is because it's it's one of the things that whilst it might sound short-sighted, it's something that a lot of people have a problem with is, well, how much time do I have to invest into making this content? So what's your kind of strategy in, in terms of the content you create and also the time and the, the, the way that you schedule that around your business? 
So it depends on the type of content that I'm creating. So when I, when I look at my effective hourly rate for my membership on a monthly basis, it's a really simple calculation. It's the amount of revenue that I brought in for that membership, less any costs divided by the number of hours I spend on it. And I like to see an effective hourly rate in any business unit that I do of at least a thousand US dollars per hour, at least. Now, the way that I've leveraged this community is there's three aspects. One is the content, sure, but I think it's tempting to place too much focus on that. Everyone thinks they want the content. The customer probably buys because of the content. The marketer, certainly sounds like Dan Kennedy, (laughs) is obsessively focused on, on the content. By the way, Dan Kennedy has some very interesting and controversial viewpoints on products. Like He doesn't care if someone uh, can afford it or not. He, he said that's their decision. It's not his responsibility. He, he doesn't mind if they buy a product and it sits in the shrink wrap on the shelf. He couldn't care less. Uh, he says so much in his audios because he's made the sale and they're big boys and they have to make the decision. I have a very different approach. Uh, I actually want to encourage my member to consume. So I added something to my membership that I haven't seen other people do, and that is a coaching element. And And I actually created these private discussion areas so that a member of my community can certainly consume content, but they can also get coaching from me privately, personally, customized to them. And that's a rare and special feature. So that's one of my deliverables. I log in pretty much every day and I spend between half an hour to an hour answering questions. In terms of the community, they can also help each other. So we have peer-to-peer discussions Mm. and there's group discussions around sharing of resources. It's actually where I learn most of the new innovations in the market. My members (laughs) share them with me first. Um, And then the the third element, of course, is the content. So what I do is uh, firstly, I load in their recordings from my live events. So I don't sell my live events via live stream. I don't sell them via DVDs. They're not a standalone product. You can only get them as part of the membership. Right. So people can access years worth of them. And I've had some really fantastic featured experts at my events, which are no pitch events. And the other thing that I do is I add a new training each month, one training each month. And that will be like absolutely the newest, latest stuff. And a lot of it is trickle-down ideas from my higher-level group. And in my higher-level group, for context, my average customer is selling well over $3 million per year in revenue. So I'm seeing a lot of really good business practice there. And my members of the lower group can get a window into that. So I share some really cool things. Like, of course, the obvious ones like retention for memberships, uh, how to sell people into a membership on autopilot. Right. Uh, and then then other ones like business models, like the how to build content sites and sell them for a, a large sum, how to um, put together revenue share deals where you can get paid a percentage of other businesses' revenues. These sort of business model trainings are very popular. So now when I'm doing the individual coaching and I identify a need for that kind of training, I'm able to just link them to the training that's been prepared. So if you were to summarize all of this, my membership is driven from free content. I can sell it on autopilot via emails uh, cold. And I generally have to create one training a month and answer people's individual questions. And that all adds up to a great business that's uh, one decade old now. 
This is so, so cool. Now, James, we're going to get back to this in just a second. First of all, we want to quickly interrupt proceedings to play our first little silly game of the episode. Yeah, we're going to play a game which is a bit like that game you might have heard of called Taboo. Basically, I've got a list of things you can be a member of or you can pay a subscription to. Rob is going to have to describe each of these in turn without describing the actual name of the company or the name of the things so you can't. Rob, you can't mention any brand names and you can't mention the thing that I've written on the hip hip thing, okay. but you can you can talk about um, what they do. And okay, kind of cool. Thing. And I've never seen this before. You've, so no, no, no. It's no, no, under wraps. And then James's job will be to try and decipher what the hell you're talking about, basically. So that'll be fun. I'm going to just... We'll do as many uh, as we can in 60 seconds, James. As soon as you know what it is, you can shout out what it is. And if you're right, we'll move on. If not, just say pass and we'll move on. So here we go. Let's see how many of these we can get in 60 seconds. I'll give, give me the list. Give me the list. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Go. Okay. Uh, most people pay to be a member of this, but it never actually go. It's somewhere that you would go to exercise and uh, use machines and stuff. A gym. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. This is the thing. Uh, there's lots of greenery there. People stand with a stick and they thwack it about at a little a little white ball and they have to try and Golf. get it in. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, like a, a wholesale place where people go and buy things. Uh, like big families might go and buy loads and loads of stuff because it's cheaper. And uh, it has, uh, it means, it's got a word in it that means uh, expensive or less expensive. Pass, go to the next Pass. one. Uh, don't know what. <laughs> Uh, this is a thing you go online and it's replacing television very quickly you can watch loads of stuff uh, they've got some really great films and TV Netflix. yeah uh, this is a thing where they'll send you a razor every month so that you can keep your beard Dollar nice shaved. yeah uh, this is a thing where um, it's like an online uh, business networking uh, social media platform you could pay for every LinkedIn. month there we go uh, this is a dating website it's the most popular dating site in the world oh that's the thing where you swipe right oh no it was match.com. It was match. But that was, was uh, that was sick. That was six out of seven. I haven't really been in the uh, dating market for a, a number. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Well done. Uh, we didn't quite get onto Amazon Prime or Infusionsoft. That would have been uh, that would have been fun to do. <laughs> let's let's drag you back to talking about all this really insightful stuff to do with. Obviously, vast experience, lots of years in the trenches doing this and trying lots of different models in the subscription world. So, what are the keys? We've already talked about. I want to know the keys to keeping retention high. Because like you said, I, I always find it fascinating when people say, oh, average retention three months. Like, I don't know anybody who's delivering half decent content who's got anything close to three months. Like, it should be way better than that. So I think that's just a made-up number that somebody said one day on stage has been misquoted out of context, probably. So, so we, know, we know, and you've already said, that having great content is one of the keys really to important. retention. You also talked about having some kind of exclusive content, like the, the video content from your live events, and so having some kind of level of community. What are the other things that you think make for really high retention the way that you've got it fixed up right now? Well, I think getting results has to be number one. And wow. that means doing counterintuitive things like remaining in contact with people rather than taking someone's subscription and keep dinging the credit card and hoping they never look at their statement. <laughs> that's that's the old model. The new one is like I send out weekly news. We, we uh, algorithmically find the most interesting discussion items and bring people back into them so they can consume. I hunt down people who go missing like the gym, you ever got one of those letters that said, hey, we searched the locker room, we looked under the bench, we couldn't see you anywhere, it's been a while. <laughs> they know if you stop going, eventually you'll turn your subscription off. So it's all about uh, getting people on the right kind of engagement. I hesitate to use the word engagement because people who run Facebook 
groups, they often cite that as why Facebook's such a wonderful platform for memberships because of the high engagement. But it's the wrong kind of engagement. I'll take the engagement of someone turning up face-to-face to a local meetup in our hometown uh, all around the world because that's what our members do. I'll take the engagement of someone turning up to a live training and asking questions and being interactive on that training. Those members are engaged. And uh, that's where I think you'll get your attention is deliver a result, keep people uh, feeling a part of it. The community is certainly a real reason why people do stay, but they never join for that. People don't put their hand up and say, you know, I'm terribly lonely. I think I want to (laughs) to join a a membership. (laughs) I want to join the membership uh, just so that I could have some friends. They justify it with the content. They're going to learn some stuff. But ultimately, it is like summer camp. You know, you actually get to bond with people and you'd miss them if they're not there. And because it's a recurring subscription instead of a one-time thing that doesn't just sort of fade away. The reason they fade away, by the way, when people do sell a one-time product is the owner's been paid. They've gone and spent the money and paid their tax and they're on to the next thing. And they're like, they just abandoned the ghost town. So that's what I think the key is. It's like being present and turning up and uh, rolling up the sleeves and doing good work. And there's nothing more to be said, you know, about that whole doing good work and doing a really good job. But then the question sort of comes along as, okay, how do we do that at scale? Because if we're going to have a lot of members, a lot of people want to grow their membership site because they see it as a real scalable business rather than one-to-one coaching. It's probably the reason a lot of people made the switch from doing that sort of dollars for hours um, sort of transactional model into the into the membership model. How can you possibly, if you've got a thousand members or more, really take care of people at scale? Is I mean, how is it possible? Or is the answer don't have thousands of members, just have a premium price model? Well, for me, that was the main answer. I've I've made a deliberate attempt to keep the member numbers manageable. Like for context, I have around 500 members in my smaller group and I have uh, about 34 members in my higher level group. And that's enough to have a good seven-figure profit. The the thousands of members, you're going to need sub-coaches. You're going to need uh, you know, group facilitators. You're going to need a little, little more scale. And I imagine you're going to have churn. The best way to have churn is to add a whole bunch of members, by the way. <laughs> like, it's, it's unbelievable. And other ways to have huge churn is run promotions to focus on bonus stacking and price-oriented type activities, $1 trials. All of these things attract members who want a good deal but didn't want the solution. It's like a win an iPad contest. You'll get a big list of people who want an iPad. Yeah. It seems so obvious when someone says it, but I don't think people think it through. I know you you talked about Facebook there as a sort of a a method that a lot of people are using for their community atmosphere, whether that's a free Facebook group they're building or whether it's part of a membership program. What do you use to build community inside your membership so that you get that lovely, because it's great, isn't it? To have like user-generated content, people answering their own questions, probably often before you get a chance to get out of bed and go and have a look at it, which is great because then that gives them even better experience. So how, how do you build community? If you're asking about the platform... Yeah, I use, so a forum you use Facebook. Platform. Use a forum. Okay, forum. No, I don't use Facebook. I, I don't want to be on Facebook. I think it's a waste of time, and it's coming out of favour. And uh, I run my own private platform. My platforms actually precede Facebook groups, so I've 
moved about four different platforms, but I do like the concept of owning it and being away from someone else. Like with Facebook, you'd have to think that every day it's possible it's going to turn it off. Yeah. And sure, you might have your database, but all that content and all those discussions, they're not yours. Uh, you're like, you are the product on Facebook. Right. And it's easy for people to target your customers and s- scrape the list of members and <laughs> inject ads and all these sort of things. I like having it away from there. So we use a platform at the moment called Zen402. Uh, but a lot of my members, I've been recommending a platform called 10X Pro because it's uh, quite easier and, and over time and because I have had budget and some legacy sort of content there, it's a bit harder for me to move to another platform. I have to think about it very carefully. Mm. But for other people starting out, I'd probably just start with a platform like 10X Pro because it's got the ability to have chats. It's got the ability to have all the, all the cool stuff. You can have deadline funnels. You can have... Um, viral invitation type things. You can have affiliate programs, cart processing, and still have uh, modules. And uh, the memberships can quite customizable in terms of how it looks. But it's away from that social media giant in in the privacy where you can do whatever you want. You don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player. Obviously, one of the reasons why a lot of people use Facebook is they say, well, people are already on Facebook every day. So therefore, when people post in the group or they reply to something, they're going to get a notification about it. Do you have any tips in terms of keeping people engaged within a forum so that they actually, because obviously they've got to, they have to go and log in and kind of get involved. So do you have any tips in order to keep engagement higher when it's in a forum that people aren't maybe not naturally in every day? Yeah, so two points there. I really encourage my entrepreneurial customers like Get off Facebook. Turn off your notifications. It's the last thing you need. Like you'll never get anything done. Little dopamine hit every time someone pings you or dings you or tags you. It's super unproductive. Have a look at anyone who's moderately successful and I bet you'll find they're less users on those platforms. Hmm. Look at people who are spinning their wheels and I bet you they're on there all day. Uh, Secondly, to get engagement in your own platform, do things like I said, you can send out emails, you can use push notifications, you can have your own app. I think that's very important. Something that was clever we did was we got an app that works natively with our community and it sits on that homepage of someone's phone. So they're only just one button away from coaching. And it's a powerful proposition. Right. It's not that expensive to do. We use a company called theappmatch.com and it's got my own sort of graphics, like it's very well branded and it's um, seamless and it's really fast. So people can navigate the community there. You pull them back in with emails. You can hunt them down if they go missing with follow-ups uh, from using some other tools. Uh, you can use things like video greetings to make sure that people know that you do care about them and you, you're personally invested in their success. You can feature members with case studies on the podcast and, uh, and success forums Uh, you can run local meetups and meet them in person you can run an annual event and have a super meetup so all of these things have worked really well for me over the last 10 years very cool um now you've already mentioned that you have kind of two main tiers of membership you have the smaller group the larger group how does that work in terms of uh, deciding what each group gets access to but also in terms of do you like sell people into the smaller group and let them work their way up and eventually upgrade or do they pick at the point of joining how how do you make multiple because we get a bunch of people asking us about multiple tiers how do you make that work 
Well, forget the ascension model. That's mostly baloney. So let people get to where they need to be straight away. <laughs> I'd say in my top level group, around about a third of them are also members of the lower level group, but mostly because it serves them well for knowledge and distribution. And a couple of them came from there. Certainly they float up, but a lot of them come straight in at the top. Or they even come around the side and the back door, like mostly referrals from high powered heavy hitters. Uh, they will refer someone. They'll just be straight in at the top. Like if you went into a bar and you, and you knew your alcohol, would you point to the top shelf and say, I want some of that? Or would you take whatever's in the tap? Like you don't work your way from the tap up to the top shelf. You'd like go straight to the top shelf. So I've never really understood that, how the Ascension model has become so popular. It's certainly not a linear thing. It just doesn't work like that. You don't get a free report and then a $7 tripwire and then a 97 product and then after a while you graduate to the $900 product and then the 9000 That's just ridiculous. Let them buy the highest program you have today. If you don't even have a membership, just start the top one first because I can tell you that's more profitable. Huh. So how do you figure out the promotion for that then? How do you, do you run uh, some method of bringing people in, I don't know, like a webinar or whatever it might be, whatever your, your, your sales mechanism is, do you run that, okay, we're going to do a promotion this month for the top level program, that's it? Or do you do a program where, do you do a sales process which is more like, this, here's the help I can give you, choose the one that suits you best. Is it an either or, or do you just present a single offer? Well, I use a chooser on my homepage that leads people to the right offer. Got it. My goal is to get them to the right product as soon as possible and not mess them around. So I think it's two questions. Two questions I can have them in the right area of my business. But the funny thing is I haven't ever marketed my top-level program. In, it's been going for nine years and I've never actually marketed it. I've never run ads for it. It's mostly been on a waiting list and it's like pretty much 100% referral-based uh, these days, though, the only exception is someone who buys my book on Amazon uh, and, they, and they just hear about it that way and they want to come straight through. But for the most part, it's referrals and it's like whispers in corridors and you know, word of mouth behind the scenes sort of stuff. It's almost always a member referring another member. That's and that's all around the results thing. You've got to get results, mm-hmm. especially at, in the sort of rates where I'm – at, with that group, mm-hmm. it's a performance-based thing. People don't stick around if you don't get results, but I don't get people leaving that one very often, and I don't join a lot of people either. It's just a very organic process. So I just get a, a few members here and there adding in, and it's just perfect. Which means, I suppose, because there's not a great deal of churn and there's not a great deal of new people coming in, you've got a really deep understanding of those members, which means the content you're creating is becoming even more focused and targeted for them, even more helpful, which again feeds that reduction of churn, that adhesion. So that feeds itself, doesn't the fact that those things feed each other, which is quite amazing if you think about it that way. I like the, uh, the, ad, the ad spend well, on word of mouth is really low as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't really spend a lot on ads. So we did spend some ads in the end of last year, I think we spent two or $3,000 and we generated $83,000 in sales because we haven't really been running ads. So when we do reach out to people who are on our sphere, it's very powerful. But I will say also in that top level group, the focus isn't so much on 
community and the focus isn't so much on content. There's really no content. Uh, there are frameworks and checklists and I do share the content from the other membership across there. But for the most part, it's the coaching that someone is there for. It's, and it's more than just the business side of it. It's, it's uh, a lot to do with the general side of things, like the non-obvious stuff about, like, are they having a good life? Are they actually enjoying it? Right. Are they getting satisfaction? Uh, and are their relationships good? And, you know, do they feel joy on a constant basis or have they built themselves a Frankenstein of a business that they hate? Which is very common when I get someone, it's like a rescue. <laughs> <laughs> going, going with the armbands there. I can just see you uh, in the helicopter now. Okay, so let's... We're going uh, we're gonna, to we're gonna roll over into our second and final game of the episode. Here's how it works, James. My colleague Kennedy here. Hello. That's him. He's going to sing a song for you, but he's going to sing a song in the style of a traditional British club or pub singer. That means that some of the words may be somewhat confused and disguised. And your job, James, and dear listener at home, is simply to guess what song Kennedy sings. It's a classic. Take it away. It's what I'm doing. That absolutely sounded like a different song. <laughs> that Kennedy, any idea? You've been singing for long, my friend. Uh, you know, I mean, I've been practicing all week for you, James. <laughs> That's good. Probably need more ale. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm tone deaf. I, I couldn't quite pick it. <laughs> it was. I feel like I'm failing at your games. It was, in fact, a classic. It was. Uh, it was Billy Joel's Uptown Girl. Oh right, yeah. Well, I would have. I would have guessed it if it was Better. maybe rendition slightly differently. Or in one <laughs> word, <laughs> <laughs> So listen, let's let's wrap things up here talking about membership. Uh, you've already mentioned 10x Pro, which uh, I've heard you talk about quite a lot. Um, do you have any other recommendations for the tech that drives your membership or dry, or other stuff you've seen in other people's membership that is really impressive that you could recommend? Well, I'm using some of the tools that uh, I think help do it if you're going to go independent like I do. I think Bonjoro is wonderful for sending personal video greetings. And I use Intercom as a broadcast and a um, as a sort of a slipping away sequence tool. That's very good in terms of memberships. Those tools are good. Okay, okay. So how does, how does that intercom thing work? What, what is that? Just put a little script on your site. It's, it's kind of like a mashup between a help desk and an email broadcast machine, but it really pulls in great data, like um, how many times people are logging in, how long they've been a member, how many followers they have on Twitter. Uh, if they don't log in for a certain, certain number of days, for example, uh, you can have all these sequences. They can be triggered by people visiting a certain page. You can have pop-up bubbles inside your membership, like a little chat. I think it was originally designed to help people as a usability assistant through a tool so uh, they go to a new window and it pops up a chat saying you know here's how this part works next or whatever so you can pop an in-app message broadcast to people so that next time they log in there's a little alert you can also segment by location so that's really good when i travel to london for example i pull up anyone who's a member of the uk and even europe actually i'll let them know i'm going to be over there and a broadcast and it only goes to them so it's got super segmentation that's and really also, it can automatically send an email if someone doesn't log in for, say, a week. And you can say, hey, how are you going? Mm. And uh, they reply, good, thanks. So, 
you know, what are you up to? And, and I just help them get back on track. So I like that tool. Do you know what's quite amazing is that's the point at which the members need the most help. And that's often the point at which we ignore them and we don't do anything with them. When they become disenfranchised or disengaged for whatever reason, that's the point at which we actually need to step in because they actually need our help. Like remove ourselves from the idea that it's a membership site that we're making money from. But the fact that we're there actually helping people out in most of our businesses, in most cases. And when the person disengages, that's when they actually need our help. And for the most point, most part, People aren't doing that stuff. That's quite amazing, isn't it? Very cool. Well, I'd rather do that than go on, uh, what do they call it? Hustle and grind and whatever. <laughs> all, all these guys are doing to get on new customers. <laughs> I'm not really having a big conversation around getting a gazillion new customers. I've never had a huge email list. I've never really done a big product launch. I don't have affiliates. I don't run webinars. And I certainly don't turn on Facebook Live every 15 seconds. Like I want to have a life. So I see it the same way as you do. I'm not just obsessing about the dollar. It certainly has to pay enough for me to spend my time at it. But because I have set it up to do that, I just want to serve people and get them a result. Like I live and die by performance. That, that's my philosophy. If I'm not performing, I wouldn't expect them to stick around. Right. So, so cool. Now, James, we're going to jump over into what we lovingly refer to as the quick fire round. What will be a book you'd recommend? Is it okay to put my own book? Well, I mean, if you want to be that guy. <laughs> you know, I will be that guy. You know, it was hard work. Uh, and I've read a lot of books. I mean, I literally, I've got 3,000 books on my wall over here. But wow. I do, I do recommend my book the most because it's the book that I think was a missing piece. It's called Work Less, Make More. And it does embody what I wanted to impart to my children to say, start here. If you want another book other than mine, um, I'd say Alter Ego is worth a read. Hmm. I've, not, I've not even heard of it, actually. No, I haven't. Who's, uh, who's the author of that one? Todd Herman. It's brand new. Oh, wow. Oh, great. I've seen some of Todd's stuff before. Uh-huh. Awesome. Um, what would be one of your top success habits, something you do regularly? I question everything. <laughs> wow. Okay. I love that. That's a really good source for inspiration, so many things. Isn't it? And who do you look up to? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Like, I don't really have a hero. I'm not like one to just sort of doughy-eyed f- follow some legend out there because everyone's got flaws and faults and foibles. Like, I like to extract little components from different people, kind of like a mashup, you know, a remix. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Anyone that, you know, a lot of people do things that I think that's great, that's cool. Uh, but then the other stuff you could leave. <laughs> so, extract. But if if it's one person, you know, I really, um, I really look up to my wife. She's a remarkably strong person in a small package. Amazing. Uh, what are your favourite apps and stuff that you think are super cool right now? I'm enjoying Peak. It's actually easier to play than your games. It's I fun. feel more successful when I play that one. Um, <laughs> My favorite app is the surf check. Like that's the first thing I look at every day is I want to check the conditions. Like it's got a little camera and you can toggle between the local beaches and you can, you know, you can read the waves and the water temperature and the wind direction. And and at that moment, I'm going to decide, do I need to go early or can I, or do I go later in the day and I'll pick which beach. And it's just like, I'll tell my wife which safari we're going on. We go up north, down south. And uh, we, we um, chuck a board in, 
in the car and a little bag with some water and supplies and her laptop and off we go. So that one's um, good. But I do like Slack. That's really my workplace. That's where my little team and I hang out occasionally. I only attend it like twice a day. Don't tell them. Uh, (laughs) But that's where they interact. And it's a very powerful tool if you have a remote team, which we do. Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. And of course, I love Kindle. Gosh, like you can unlock all these books from this one little button on your phone. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, it's and big important question: Who do you like more, red-haired Rob or platinum-haired Kennedy? We said before that Kennedy's lonely. Um, I think he needs some support. But you know, this is a really tough question. I wonder. I always wonder. You know, question everything. What drives a question like that? Is it is this a performance assessment for how the podcast has gone, or is it a hair color? <laughs> it's purely an ego assessment. We've got your tally chart on the board. <laughs> you know, I'd say in my mind, you've, we're both on the same top shelf. Ah, uh, there you go. You uh, that's the right answer. I like that a lot. <laughs> Finally, James, tell us where can people go to find out more about you and your work. You know, I check out uh, superfastbusiness.com. And you'll find pretty much everything there. I love it. And we'll link to everything of James's in the show notes, which our Grace here in the office has put together so lovingly for you. James, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to come and join us and the Three Marketers listeners. Thank you. Don't miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com. The definition of less is more. Absolutely. And, and really solid value, like really solid value delivering stuff. And what's really interesting is James is not one of the people who's he's, he's just not out there teaching that. He's out there doing that. And that's what's really, really valuable about. One of the things I'm really passionate about, I think, isn't it? That, that we get people to share with us what they're doing right now, what's working right now, so, they, yeah. so we can actually go and implement that stuff. And James has coached everybody, like loads of people, probably lo- lo- everyone you've heard of. Every been, guru. Yeah, indeed, has been through his membership programs and stuff at that higher level. Always and still I, in it. And I love his process for everything in terms of, having two rungs of membership and working out who's for what. The fact that some people are in both. I mean, how, how's that for a, a mic drop moment? You know, a lot of people say, well, we'll get people in through the cheaper one and then we'll maybe upgrade them later. But to have a program that's so great, people actually want to be paying for both is really, really impressive. Yeah, it's really inspiring. Of course, there's loads of notes to be made from this episode. And don't worry if you didn't have time to scribble down all of them. We've had our grace in the office. Make all of them for you. We shall find at blog.responsesuite.com slash 047. Indeed. So again, if you haven't already, please do take just a few moments of your life to pop over to leave us a lovely little review on iTunes. You can do that at responsesuite.com forward slash iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. Well, we've got to go off and dye our hair. So we'll see you next week. Bye.